right, and we're oh, back. Hey. Hello. You so surprised me. You. Kyle. <laughs> so lovely to see you, Kyle. Well, Kyle. So. <clears throat> Welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 we have if you even bothered listening to the first one. <laughs> Yes, if you've made it through the first one, welcome, and congratulations to get through that one. Uh, we are uh, deeply moved that you made it through that one, and you've <laughs> decided to return. And so, <clears throat> this, uh, our second podcast, actually just happens uh, to be on Holy Week, which I don't think we had a chance last time to really talk about. I think we may have mentioned, like, thank God that we've changed, which, you know, is kind of a more of a slight nod. Uh, but I don't think we really talked about faith at all last one. Um, Not in depth. We touched on maybe it a little bit. Maybe. Slightly. Yeah. Yeah. Perhaps. Perhaps. A smidge. But yeah. So, um, so yeah. Holy week. Uh, technically, tomorrow's Good Friday. And so... Um, we've got, I don't know what you, you guys are doing, but for our church, we're doing a good Friday service that we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's the plan as of now. Uh, the church we go to is about 45 minute drive on a Sunday morning. So, um, we'll see what it's like on a Friday night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we we do plan on going to the uh, the Good Friday service um, tomorrow because our church has a Good Friday service. Well, they started it last Saturday with so there's uh, what's called the HEB Center, which is where let's say the, the local hockey team plays, the local you know kind of sports team teams play. Um, concerts and stuff like that happen gotcha. and it is actually further north than our church so um, okay. let's call it an hour yeah let's call it about an hour drive from us on a sunday morning and it, it so they they started it last year and they kind of you know rented it out type deal had uh, a massive event where they dropped eggs from a helicopter uh, onto a, a grassy field for children, uh, naturally. And then oh, this year, yeah, I don't know how many they had attend last year. It's all free for anyone in the area. You know, they obviously that's cool. Do somewhat of you know advertising for it. Um, and then this year they had six thousand plus people attend. Wow. Uh, yeah. So I mean, throughout the day, obviously it was a kind of a whole day long thing. They had bounce houses for kids and all that. And they had, again, the egg drop from a helicopter. Nice. Um, somebody dressed up as uh, the Easter bunny and hung out of a helicopter and eggs everywhere. Um, That's fun. So yeah. Yeah. That's it's a, uh, a big, yeah. Huge, big thing, obviously. And then, so it started with that and then Sunday service, three of them. Uh, but that's normal. And then, uh, Good Friday service, Saturday evening service, and then four services uh, Sunday morning. So, Ooh, yeah, a lot, lot going on. 
Yeah, definitely. For sure. Well, I was going to say ours, and I, I'm sure like you, you go to a, a pretty massive church, obviously being in Austin uh-huh. and having that. So like ours is just smaller church. So we got one service on Friday evening and then we'll have three services on Sunday. And then and what church are you going to? Uh, Connect Church. This is the one that, that? Uh, Caitlin and Justin um, started in mm-hmm. Washington. In Washington, gotcha. Yeah. And so we started going Tight. there a couple of years ago. And uh, actually, my mom's going there now. Uh, and, nice. Uh, she's been attending as well. So that's been super cool. Yeah. But, <clears throat> but yeah, so we're going to do the Good Friday service. And then um, obviously go on Easter and then family stuff afterwards. But um, actually, we started going to a Good Friday service uh, back when we went to Richwoods like a couple of years ago. And they did like an experience versus like a service where mm-hmm. you would go through each stage of like sort of like walking to the cross um, through like these different experiences. And wow, that really sounds cool. super family friendly. Like, you know, uplifting and really happy was. the whole way. <laughs> the nice thing is you, could, you drop your kids off at the play place while you went through the, the, the horrible tragedy of Christ. Yeah. And then you pick up your kids and you're, they're like, why are you crying? Exactly. It was, yeah, it's yeah. it pretty intense. It was yeah. Pretty intense. Sounds like it would be. Which, I mean, it was cool. It was very cool to mm-hmm. be able to go through and. Well, it's like watching the passion of the Christ, but obviously more intense if it's more like an experience, but it's like you watch it, it, you know, it's, it's sad and painful at times to watch, but you know, you watch it and remember it's a reverence and, and, uh, I, I mean, I lack the words, but appreciation just doesn't seem to quite encompass it. Yeah. I mean, like remembrance, I think is a good, good aspect. And I like, I like experiences like that, or I like watching movies. Like, of course I read, like I read through that day on Good Friday and then obviously risen, you know, um, again, stuff like that. But it it's really nice that we have like those kinds of experiences and, or like the movies and different things like that. Because it just helps another aspect because we're such a visual, you know, we're, we're visual creatures. It's like the number one thing that we receive things is through visual. So it's just really great to experience it in that way. Um, and I think it's, uh, you know, like kind of like a, a gift uh, or, you know, a, um, I don't know what why I'm thinking of the word treat that doesn't make any sense, but it's, <laughs> it's something that's, it's just really cool about this day and age that they didn't have, you know, like a hundred years ago, like they couldn't yep. even have that experience of like watching the passion to like try to immerse yourself in that concept. Like we get to, and I mean, it like it hits me hard. Uh, and I try to usually watch like the passion or, or something like that every uh, good Friday just to be able to like kind of center my mind on like, this was like a legit sacrifice. Um, and you know, not, well, it's not only a legit sacrifice. It is 
I mean, and, and I think we talked about this the other night, um, but it is the the worst conceivable thing that happens to the best among us. You know, like the most innocent conceivable person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it is, I mean, what other story instance is there in in history at all that's a worse thing happens to a more innocent person yeah yeah exactly and and it's like it it is the sacrifice it is the that is why jesus is the archetype um and Mm -hmm. it's you know like it's yeah the sacrifice (laughs) there's no there's no other way to no other way to describe it I mean, I'm I really just dumbing it down, but yeah, it really is. And I think that's probably one of the things that is so amazing about it is like, I like to watch it and then imagine like at any time he could just be like, nah, and then he just could have quit. Like mm-hmm. every single step that he took was a decision where he had an out. It wasn't like he was like, oh, I started it now. Like I can't get out of it. Like, I can't stop it anymore. Like, now all I have to do is take the first step, and then every step is forced after that. Like, every single step, every thing he did, he was like, I could just, like, snap my fingers and just explode this world, and we could just make a new one. Like, that is a that's a thing that he had the ability to do, but he chose not to. Like, I'm yeah. like, like... He is somebody the most else. dangerous person who had it under the most voluntary control <laughs> in every aspect jesus is the most extreme yes literally yeah. like and I, I like to remember that and i think that that's where like again obviously i think about these things much more than just on good friday but i think that's something that i really like to try to remember is like remembering how much suffering was like voluntary accepted and then also how how many different times he could have just been like yeah this is enough and was like no instead because i love you i'm going to do it and like and he was actively loving the people that were murdering him and he was he was the very person that they've been literally worshiping the whole time and instead of recognizing they reject it. It's just like, it's just nope. such a crazy experience. So like, it's the mob. The mob is. is a, pardon my French here, but the mob is a, a fickle bitch. Yep. Literally, literally <laughs> Palm Sunday being like, you're Hosanna, you're the king. And yep. then literally that same week later, they're like, yeah, crucify him. That sounds like yep. a good idea. Yeah, Let's Barabbas. Kill him. It's like, what? <laughs> Like, yeah, it, it's just crazy, and so well, uh, and I think the the importance of of movies like The Passion, or um, one that's currently in theaters, I've not yet seen, but I have heard that uh, I should see it is His Only Son. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, with I don't know if you've uh, heard of that. Yeah, Abraham and Isaac, I think. Yep. Sounds yeah. sounds right. Sure. Yes, uh, but so I think the importance of that and or experiences like going to Northwoods and, you know, going through that experience. And it is sombering and, you know, sad and, and 
you know, it's very visceral and, and it, but it breaks up the monotony of the whitewashed Christianity that is so prevalent in Western culture today, I would say. Um, you know, it's, it's very easy to see the, the pictures. Like I remember in Mount Olive, the church I grew up in, I remember a picture of pretty much just a pure white Jesus. You know what I mean? Just like it, it, it just the whitewash Jesus and, and just super soft skin and, you know, silky brown hair and it's, you know, his skin's white basically. And it's like, you know, he's under a tree holding a sheep with kids around him. And it's like, yeah, I mean, he's, he's the lamb, but he's also the lion and you can't forget about that, you know? And, and he was the lamb that was slain, but he's been slain and now he's the lion. You know what I mean? It it, like, and, and maybe, my 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 understanding is always lacking um but in this instance maybe it's lacking uh yeah uh maybe it's lacking but my understanding of it is i mean he was the lamb that was slain now he is the lion he is the lion of judah uh the only one worthy to open the scroll and so it's like people forget that and Mm. you know people forget that jesus was offensive and he will continue yeah. to be offensive, um, you know, and, and I think movies like The Passion, where I started that thought, um, it, it's, it's a good reminder of, you know, reality, of the reality of the actual sacrifice that he made and of the actual crucifixion rather than just the whitewash version, um, you know, of, of it all. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... And, and I think that's an important part to recognize. One, I always, it just makes me chuckle when you have like people who are uh, either just like like old school or like straight up racist. And they're like, Jesus was white. I'm like, most likely not. He's from the Middle East. Not even cl- no, not race. most likely. He certainly was not. <laughs> he, may, he may have been uh, a lighter skin person than he was not anglo-saxon but he was not caucasian <laughs> he was no. not he, was he not may have been darker blown. skin than yeah. other people around him you been. know what i mean like he, you he, know like he could have been like and that's the thing that i think is also important is that a lot of times like people portray jesus as this like like you know like you were talking about like almost like a movie star like that yeah in like good makeup on his and, face and, super smooth yeah. and soft and glowy and it literally says he was a carpenter movie, he was like you know how many calluses he had on his hands? He, he was a, supposed to be the most plain-looking man. Like, you would literally overlook yeah. him. Like, that's what he was. Yeah. And, and, and it's just this aspect of, of recognizing, like, our, underst- our like portrayal of, of who he is versus who he is, I think is an important part. And I, <clears throat> the more that I, um, you know, again, study and, and learn and all these different things, the more I start to recognize that you're right. The Jesus that we try to portray a lot of times is not authentic. There's more complexity to what we try to make simple. Like he's just this or he's that he's both, he's all, and he's, you know, and he is complex. Like, and I, I love the, I love the aspect of Christ that is 
this, like he had all emotions, but he did it perfectly. And like, and there was always purpose behind it. So like, you know, when I get angry, a lot of times I'm just like blowing off steam and, you know, not doing anything productive. Like I'm just, I'm just angry. But like, anytime you see him angry, it was with an intention behind it. And he did something like it was something that was effective, like flipping tables. He then pointed, was like, Hey, I want my, my, my father's house shouldn't be a, a, a house or like a den of thieves. It should be a house of prayer. So it was a teaching moment, but he was pissed. And so he started flipping tables. He didn't need to flip tables, but he was angry. And, but he utilized that for something. So it, there's this like authenticity, rawness to Christ, but it always was for good um, that it ended up in. And that's the difference. Like he had all emotions, but they always were perfect in the way that I'm like, I see my emotions and like, like anytime I'm angry, usually things go very awry. <laughs> like nothing's going well uh, when I get angry. And so it just becomes this part where I think the more you learn about Christ, the more you start to see the humanity and divinity together and you get to see what perfect man is supposed to be like and that's that's also the best thing about it is like we have our perfect example and we have him like we see him for three years like living out life and doing things for others and we get that example um and then we get the example of being the perfect sacrifice and obviously not all of us are going to be crucified uh, but we get to see how we should be sacrificing ourselves for others and and for good and, and stuff like that. And I just think that's a, a powerful thing about Holy Week and about, you know, the uh, Good Friday and getting into Easter that is something just different that just hits different, you know, to imagine the Holy Week is like walking through that. And, you know, I try to do a devotion where it like walks through like what Jesus is doing each day uh, before that. And I just could not imagine thinking about and knowing what's going to happen and just going each day, like yep. one step closer. It's yeah. Nuts. I think about just being, you know, in the military and you've got this training event scheduled in the future, you know, and, and it's just like this looming thing over yep. you where like it's in the back of your mind it's like ah that's 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 a month out or that's that's a couple months out and it's like ah that's only it's that's a month out i don't need to think about that and it's like oh that's a couple that, that's a couple weeks out it's like oh that's that's two weeks from now man you know Ooh, oh yep. boy that's next week isn't that oh man yeah i totally forgot yep. that's that starts next week and then it's like Oh boy. Okay. Tomorrow I got to go to this (laughs) stupid thing for a month and sleep in the woods. And you know, this sounds like a good old time. And, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I just, it's, I can, I, I thought that way when Caitlin was pregnant, (laughs) uh, you know, when uh, it's just like, I didn't, I didn't, yeah, I didn't say it to her. I, I didn't say it to her while she was pregnant. I, I just wanted to ask her like, what is it like? knowing that you're about to have to go through this oh, I couldn't imagine. like the day of birth and it's yeah. like 
it's just this i feel like it's got to be this looming thing behind you like that's nine months from now you know oh that's six months from now i don't need to worry about that i'm only in the second trimester and it's like oh boy this is any day now i'm gonna have to shove this thing out of a very inconvenient hole (laughs) yeah like i can't i can't I can't even. Yeah, the I don't that, want to compare Jesus's crucifixion to that, but you <laughs> with birth. <laughs> yeah, it's a similar. It's a similar thought that I've had. Okay. Yeah, I mean, hey, you know, I mean, pain both ways, and this aspect of like, I, I think the like one of the things Haley said is she's like, I think God made it so you would have to deal with it for ten months. So eventually, you're like, I don't even care about the pain. Yeah. Just get this thing out. I'm glad so you said ten like, months, by the way, because that was yeah. one thing with Caitlin's first pregnancy. It's like everyone's like, Oh yeah, you're pregnant for nine months. It's like, wait, 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 wait. Because I did the math. Forty weeks. Math doesn't add up. Okay, it's ten months. Yep. And then, yeah, it's, I, it I, I, it's yep. it's something that we need to get out to the world. You know what I mean? We, we do. need to change it. It we is 10 to, yep. months, not nine months. Yeah, this Typically, is the hill I'm going to die on. the first month, but you know, it ends up being 10, 10 months. So From, from so conception. Yes, which is when life begins. We'll not start that one. but Not have, yet. Uh, no, no, that'll be a later date. But yep. I, think, I think that's something that... Uh, well, I think the I, ultimate part of that is the... Uh, Garden of Gethsemane. That's probably one of my favorite aspects Yosemite, of Christ. Sam? <laughs> is the yes, Garden of Yosemite. <laughs> that's that's the other version of it's the uh, the apocrypha of um, the Bible. It's the yep. Garden of Yosemite. Uh, but the Garden of Gethsemane is probably my favorite part because it just shows the authentic humanity of Christ. Like like that he was not like this robot that just did everything like right off the bat like begging god if there's any other way we can do this i'd really like that like yeah this is this is gonna be horrible and if yeah. we could, if we could just way... like numb me up and and then you know cut open yeah. my stomach and pull this child out yeah. if there's any other yeah. way any other way we're just gonna tie this together um yeah. there was no um, yeah, you got to no continue the comparison. No epidural. There's no epidural. Nope. Oh. And so, but like, I mean, I think that's such a crazy thing um, to just be able to see, like, like he was freaking out. Like, he was terrified. Yeah. And then he was like, at the end, he was like, all right, whatever your will is, I'll do it. But I mean, it just wouldn't, know that I don't want to do it. <laughs> it wouldn't be courageous if there wasn't fear involved. You know what I mean? True. True. You can't you can't have courage if if there's no fear involved. Courage is yeah. overcoming that fear, is facing that fear and mm-hmm. overcoming it. Yeah. I knew it. I knew she was just gonna call and just you know interrupt. I don't know if you can even see that. Oh, I definitely can. Yeah. Is it I can't always... Is it backwards? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, it was like on it. mine, my end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was. So, but that's, that's what she always does. She always calls when we're like hanging My out wife. on the phone. She just loves you too much. What are you going to do? Which is not a bad thing. No. It's not horrible. horrible well, I mean, I think the real question here on everybody's mind, um, mm-hmm. and that no one has yet to answer. And 
I think we could we could answer it on our podcast once and for all. Let's do it. You know what I mean? This will be our claim. What's the thing. question? <laughs> good. Was the question? Jesus? Was Jesus a good carpenter? Ooh, good question. According to, <laughs> I the... mean, was he kind of mediocre, or was he like the best there's ever been? Well, I, I, according to the Passion, he created the first tall table. So, if uh, if you're looking for the Passion to give you information, he created the first tall he f- table, first tall table, like a bar and table. His mom, no, it was like he just turned a water into table. wine, and then created the and first then, bar table with boom, stools done. and everything. Yep, he, yep, his mom was like, "What is this? Like, they're just gonna stand?" And he's like, "No, tall table, tall chairs." And that was the that was the conversation. Boom. Check it out. So there you go. Yep, information done. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you, Mel Gibson, for that yep. little extra yep. that you put in there. But yeah, no, I don't know. I don't, we I don't it know. wouldn't be Jimmy's bar without Jesus. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> turn it in water that would be like the slogan turn in water into so, wine since <laughs> what is that yep. 30 AD <laughs> <laughs> that's that's uh that's gonna be the slogan Wait, 30 wanna... AD after death yeah. oh I'm sorry that was very wrong what, what do you that call be? that time period three when BC. Jesus walked no that's before Christ yeah before Oh, yeah. What do you call that time period that he he was alive, walking near? I don't know if they just like if they DC during Christ. Maybe it's like before Christ's death and after Christ's death. Thirty thirty DC during Christ. Yeah, there you go. That's what we'll call it. So it was. You think we could coin that? You think we're the first persons? First first persons. Persons, persons, multiple persons, the first people to people? to coin that. Yeah, I think we could do that. Yeah, why not? Let's I've it. never heard anyone refer to that period of time. No, at all. In, BC with, and AD, anything like that. Yeah, I thought that it was anything before. Or now AD it's BCE. BCE. What? What is that? Before the Common Era. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, it's just fake. stupid. Fake. It's just stupid. Still, Let's like, just call it what it is. It's retarded. Isn't isn't that crazy that we literally designate time by a person that some people don't even believe like was really anything? Yeah, like literally AD yeah. BC, the entire Western culture. Like everything is split. Now. Yeah, you can blame the Catholic Church for that. With what? For that, for for oh, measuring BC time, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Like, I mean, I'm just I'm I'm playing devil's more. advocate and letting you know what what it's it's all you know it's the Catholic Church they ruled the world. Well, well they did at that time, probably when everything started, because then Rome Rome world ruled the world. So yeah, pretty much yeah. they get to make what they want. Roman Which, Catholic I Church. Know, I don't know how it came about. But I think I think it was talking to Haley, and we were talking about what were we talking about? Oh, we were talking about America and how we've been on top 
for X amount of years. And I was like, it's actually not that long. I was like, if we toppled, that's like, we really haven't, we're like a baby empire, like being on top. Yep. Um, we are very yeah. small compared to many others that ruled for hundreds of years versus our little baby. Yep. Quick to rise, quick to fall. Yep. You know, it's like, it's like a bottle rocket. That's what we are. We're a bottle racket. That's it's like, great. That's great. Oh, ooh, ah. And then well, we just so. Totally up. You know. so, so to bring us back. <laughs> bring us back a, into. I'm sorry. I, dig, I digressed hard. And then but, I compared but, but, America yeah. to a bottle racket. Yeah. So, okay. Spinning back around. But, so to, <clears throat> to bring us back. So. Yes. I grew up in a Christian home. Um, you know, went to church every Sunday. And. and um, you know, youth group all through my um, teenage years and all that stuff. And I, yeah, all the deals. Never once have I really heard it called Holy Week or really had any reference other than really Easter. You know what I mean? I mean, Palm Sunday and then Easter. And that's yeah. all that was ever discussed growing up. Unless you were Catholic, you know, then you had um, Lent leading up to Easter, uh, mm-hmm. which is what, 40 days, I believe, prior. Um, Ash Wednesday is in there somewhere, maybe the beginning of Lent. I don't know enough about um, the traditions of Catholicism to to speak on that intelligently. Um, but then Good Friday was always a Catholic term, I think. You know, yeah. I don't really remember it ever being used in um, my church or anything like that. And it was, yeah, it was Palm Sunday and then it was Easter Sunday. Mm. And that was it. You know, and obviously we I learned the, you know, significance and all that. But um, so, so Holy Week has never really been a thing in my life. Um, yeah. And really in, on it until you, until... I think last year probably was, was, you know, us being on Marco Polo as much as we were and, and you talking about Holy Week and, um, yeah. you know, and then this year as well. So, I mean, talk about it. But uh, where, yeah. where does that come from for you? So really actually came from uh, BSF, which is Bible Study Fellowship. When we were doing that, like they they we were going through like the book of – Matthew, I think. Um, so like all year, so like for like 30 weeks or whatever. And so they, they lined it up that Holy Week and Christ's crucifixion was going to be what we were talking about during that time. And um, one of the things that makes it like a Holy Week is that you're looking at the Jewish festival because it's Passover that they're doing. Um, like Christ does Passover right before he... Um, you know, is a good Friday. He actually does two Passovers. But so we were looking at all the Jewish concepts that were going on. So the Jewish festivals and feasts that were happening around that time. And you start to see that Palm Sunday is obviously a Christian part. We like celebrate it, but the Jews didn't celebrate that. That just like happened for them. And so, but what they were going to Jerusalem for was Passover. And so you start to see the significance 
uh, of that. And that becomes a part where like, I started to recognize that like Christ's walk through this week was hugely symbolic. Like he was walking through doing the Passover and he was going to be the Passover lamb and the Passover lamb was slaughtered on Friday. And so he was being killed at that same time. Um, but like the lead up of what they do to the lambs and what he was doing is, is similar. And he was going through this process. And so really it was BSF that started all of this kind of bigger devotion. Now at my church, we, when I was a kid, we did have Palm Sunday, Good Friday. And then, um, but we didn't have anything like there was nothing to talk about or think about between those. I only started to really take time to celebrate and focus on it once through BSF and really actually the Jewish culture because I think it's like something that we all kind of are a little confused by to a certain extent when you're a kid is like oh Jesus was a Jew like because we always think like Jesus like we think of all the apostles as Christians and you think of like Christ being they were yeah they were but they they were were the first Christians they were Messianic Jews so like Christians yeah. by themselves are see, Gentiles who become like followers of Christ. Well, see, that's where I got to make a delineation. Mm-hmm. And, and this is something that we'll call it. I putting, I, I would say, th- so this is somewhat of a recent development for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hesitate to say that I was trying to find the words to, to describe it, I guess, to where it's, I've always held this thought, but never, you know, like Christian, it's a, it's a delineation of terms, I guess. And I think I've already brought this up once or twice with you, but, um, for me, a a Christian is a disciple of Christ, a Christ Mm -hmm. follower. You have a relationship with Christ, um, you know, knowing that, that Jesus is our savior died for our sins, you know, is the son of God. And the only way to heaven is through him. And not just knowing that, right. Cause de- even demons know that. Um, but, but being a disciple of Christ and, and a follower of Christ. Mm. And so that is what a Christian is. Cause that's not religion. Um, in my, I mean, Jesus didn't come to establish a religion. He, I'm not going to say he came to abolish one, but, I mean, kind of, you know what I mean? In, in the sense of, of, uh, you know, with the Pharisees and really calling them out on their religious behavior because religion is man-made, uh, and in uh, Christianity is, is not Christianity is a relationship with Christ. So that's why for me, I, I guess I look as look at the disciples as the first Christians, but they're not. I mean, I guess you could still call them Messianic Jews, um, you know, and I know Judaism is uh, a religion, but being a Jew is heritage. I don't know. <laughs> like, uh, you so, know, yeah. I guess, I mean, you're so that's right. a, a weird, a different, del- you know, <clears throat> they were I mean, the you're first stepping into a different Christians. area, I guess, with Jews specifically, because obviously there are Jewish people who yeah. are not practice. They're not, they don't practice the religion of Judaism. You know what I but mean? Yeah, so, have, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so, so like, I, I guess yeah, since they are Jews it, it, as as a people, but they also believe that Jesus is the Messiah. So I guess you could still call them Messianic Jews. But I mean, they are they were the first Christians, in my opinion. Yeah. And Christians, again, it's more of like, so the, what you said, like Christ followers, like that's more of what they're doing. Christians is just the name that they got from the people, you know, at Antioch when they were like, oh, we are going to call you Christians. And so it didn't really, it's just a, a label for disciples of Christ that you were talking yeah. about before, um, which they definitely were. So, but the only difference is they're Messianic Jews because they, for those who still follow Jewish, um, like festivals law. and law and uh, stay kosher and all that stuff, they're still Jews and they're still following yeah. Jewish tradition, but they're Messianic. They believe that the Messiah has come and that is Christ and they follow Christ and what he says, um, but they still f hold to it. We're like Gentiles, which, you know, it talks about the fact that we're grafted in. With Jews, so that's why he, you know, when Christ went out, he said first to the Gentile or first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. He went to his Jewish people first, then went to the Gentiles, and he said, even in the end of days, it will still be that way. The Jews will come first, then the Gentiles. So, like, we are grafted in um, to his holy people through Christ, like, because he created, um, you know, Judaism as the religion. Um, and all the tabernacle and, and the, the original law was created by God. And they're like, this is what you're going to do to follow me. And then Christ came in and he's like, coming to the Jews. This is, this is what the spirit was really meaning in this thing, you know, and I'm fulfilling this law. I'm helping you to really understand it. Um, but yeah, so, so yeah, they were a hundred percent Christians. Uh, that is true. Um, but the Jewish, like the thing that I found that's really profound is the Old Testament, even though since we're Gentiles, we don't follow Old Testament, like uh, anything really, uh, other than like Ten Commandments and stuff like that. We don't follow their kosher laws or anything like that. Um, but there's so much uh, symbolic um, representation of Christ throughout that part. And you understand Christ so much better when you understand Judaism and the Old Testament, because that's what he came to fulfill. So you, like all the yeah. stuff he does in the New well, Testament and I think that's important. is a reflection. Yeah, I think that's an important delineation or, or the way, I mean, he came to fulfill it. He didn't come to abolish the law. You know, mm -hmm. he came to fulfill the law. Um, yeah. and, and he is the living word. And so, um, this is a concept actually that I kind of, um, let's say learned first from Jordan Peterson, but it's just another, another aspect. It's not the only aspect, but it's another aspect of Jesus being the word, you know, in mm. Genesis, in the beginning, there was the word and. Um, the word was with God and the word was God and mm. Jesus is the living word of God. And it is a living word because he lived out to a T the word of God. You know what I mean? He embodied it. 
And, yep. you know, we are, our, our goal as Christians is, to, is to also be the living word of God and to live out the word of God in everything that we do. Um, now we fall short, unfortunately, and, you know, suffer the consequences. Uh, but yep. it's it, of our own volition. I want to say that's one thing that, yep. you know, no one ever taught me when I was younger that the Bible is not a rule book. You know, you can't do this. Ooh. You can't do that. It, you know, or you'll get punished. It is a love letter. And I wish somebody yeah. would have told me that early on because it's, it's, mm. Hey, don't do this because you're going to cause yourself pain. Like I promise yes. you the road yes. that you're going to go down is way harder than the road I have laid out for you. Exactly. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. it, it causes yeah more pain and suffering. And, but anyway, so, um, yeah, I, I thought that was a very interesting concept because um, it was the first time I had heard it from someone who was not a self-proclaimed Christian. And mm. that is, again, I just turned that back to God where like that's that is the beauty of God is that he could speak through someone like Jordan Peterson, who at the time was not a Christian or self-proclaimed Christian. I don't even know if he's is a self-proclaimed Christian at this point. Um, but yeah. someone like me could learn that aspect of God and of Jesus, you know, and of the living word from someone like, you know, like Jordan Peterson, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, well, it's, it's truth wherever it comes yeah. from. Um, yeah, exactly. I, I think having a, a foundation in Christianity and, and, and firm belief and faith, I don't want to say it allows me to, uh, I gotta, I guess, choose my words carefully here. Um, it's not like I go out and seek advice from non-Christians, but I, I am able to listen to something that, that a, a non-Christian says and, and see the truth, God's truth in what they're saying, you know what yeah. I mean? And, mm -hmm. and, um, still, gain benefit from that i guess as a christian yeah i mean like again not in a, not in a negative way so i don't want anybody to hear this and be like what you're comparing me to that but like like anything like god will use anything to speak truth and like a donkey one of the examples is the donkey and again it's not to say like sorry i didn't mean to take the wind out of yourself no 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 but i mean like I, it's better you said it. So I didn't say it. So, <laughs> uh, but, but, but in reality, like he uses everyone and all things uh, mm -hmm. to be able to speak truth. And so that's, that's more of like, it's the whole concept of like counterfeit, like bills. You don't need to know what all the counterfeit ones are. You just need to know what the authentic is. So the more yeah. you understand the authentic, the more you're able to find authenticity in anything and be able to say like, Hey, that's that's true like that's yeah. real and i think that's something that again uh i found more and more as i was you know doing like i literally cannot say like i probably learned more about the bible when i was in bsf than i did like pretty much any time before or after like i yeah. like gained so much knowledge really about bible also, study fellowship well yeah like it was just, it is so deep of a dive and it's, 
um, so much background of the Jewish culture, which really makes a huge difference. Like, well, I, I not wish only I could that, learn but I feel Hebrew. like, like your experience, I feel is even more so because you know you've you've taught sermons or, or like given sermons rather, um, you know, BSF. You know what I mean? Mm. So I, to me, I think as, as someone who's instructed before, not, you know, not with Christianity at all, uh, more firearms, <laughs> different, different topic yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, mm. but you know, like it, I feel like teaching it, when you teach somebody else, you have to have a deeper understanding, you know, a different understanding of it, um, to truly, teach somebody else. And so like, I find that when I instruct people, um, it's also helpful for me. I'm, I'm learning and, and, you know, they, they say there's a ratio two to one. And I talked about this recently in Marco Polo, um, of, of teaching. So it takes two hours of prep time for one hour of teaching time, you know, or of instruction or, or, um, you know, teaching. And that's for any, that's for kids, education, uh, general education or whatever. Uh, and so it, you know, that two hours of prep time, that's you, that's all you, and you're the mm-hmm. one, you know, learning the material, getting into the material and everything. So, uh, I feel like that is not only is BSF a great way to, to jump into the, the word and the, and, and the Bible and Jewish culture, you know, whatever it is at the time, uh, not only is that a great way, but to also, you know, prepare a sermon for it as well, or multiple sermons for it is even more so. Oh, definitely. Like, and, uh, the whole concept with, with doing, I mean, you get a section, uh, of, of whatever it was, the scripture that we were on, but like, I remember, like, Haley always, like, was like, oh, no. Like, when she found out that it was, like, the weekend before my, because it would be, like, a whole weekend. Like, I would spend, like, six hours a day um, on researching and find out info and, like, trying to mm-hmm. put it all together and stuff. like. Because I don't, I don't do that. Like, that's not something that I do, uh, like, ever. So, like, it takes me forever to do it. And so, but all that time, I'm just, like, learning and yep. getting commentary and then i'm learning about the different scriptures that are connected and it it really is it's super in-depth like teaching anything you just become so much more immersed in whatever it is and so that's what really got me excited about holy week is that we were doing that and, and i was helping kind of uh, i think it was actually my father-in-law jim at the time uh he was gonna do um, that sermon. And so I was like talking with him and, and going back and forth and trying to help him and stuff like that. And then he got super excited about it. And like, you think like I'm excited about Jewish culture. Like he is so like, (laughs) he gets geeked about (laughs) these things connecting. And so we would just sit there and like talk back and forth. And, and it is, it's just like such a profound thing how connected and how much Jesus fulfilled of the old Testament, like in every second that he was around, like it was just nonstop that he was fulfilling scripture and all that stuff. There's an image on, on the internet of, you know, it's a line 
call it a timeline, but it's the Bible. It's supposed to represent the Bible linearly. And then there's Ooh. all these colored arches, you know, from spot, you know, to spot, to spot. And the first time it was presented to me was from an atheist. And Ooh. it was presented to me as this is a representation of all the contradictions in the Bible and where they're connected uh. and, you know, how it contradicts itself. Um, and I was ignorant at the time um, to what that image actually was. And uh, so come to find out later in my life, that image actually confirmed um, actually represents all of the areas in which the Bible is connected. And it's, it's this massive like rainbow. I wish I could like share my screen and, and show you what I'm referring to, but it's literally just like this massive rainbow almost uh, of all these different spots. And it's, um, well, to quote Jordan Peterson, it, it, the Bible is the first hyperlinked text uh, mm. ever because it, it the amount of times that it references itself, you know, and it's connected. And like you see, like yeah. Jesus referencing the Old Testament and the prophets uh, in the Old Testament referencing Jesus and what's to come and Jesus fulfilling all of these prophecies and everything. It's just, it's, I mean... Is there really any denying it? <laughs> just I know. You know, you know how many authors. It, it's yeah, not like if you one truly author. seek the truth, you'll find it. You know what I mean? Like if you're truly seeking Jesus, because Jesus is truth, you're gonna find him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I just well, the other thing is like experience. Like I, I like I, of course, like there's so many things that show that it just makes sense. Like yeah. there's so many things. I think there's like the case for Christ. There's that book that was into a, a movie as well, but it's, you know, I mean, it has so many different things there. Just the Bible itself. So many, so many different aspects, but like, then you're, it's your personal experience when like, like I could probably go on for, hours and hours and hours about all the different times where I was like, well, that was God and that was God and that mm -hmm. was God. And so it becomes that part where, yeah, like if you, if you look for it, he's going to show up and then yep. you'll literally have undeniable proof. Um, but if you don't look for it, like you can pretty much make everything coincidental if you want, like oh, there's yeah. an aspect where you can, you can definitely make it not be anything, but you know, it's, I think that's the part where like testimony is a huge aspect to, to it as well. Like that's yeah. the most powerful well, part that you have. That's why like I can debate an atheist much better than I can debate really anybody else. Um, when it comes to the topic of Christianity, you know what I mean? I can debate an atheist much better than I can a, a Muslim or a Buddhist or, um, you know, I, I was talking to someone in particular who would consider herself an agnostic, um, doesn't believe in the Judeo-Christian God, but believes in some higher power and a multiverse, you know, and mm. some higher power overseeing the multiverse sort of thing. Gotcha. Um, and, and so I just, especially like with atheism, it just continues to, I don't know. It, like it, this topic that we've found ourselves on, um, 
mm-hmm. it just in my brain, I guess, you know, kind of like the the whole contradiction thing. You know, someone who fancies themselves an atheist. It's like they their argument just doesn't stand well, I feel like, when put mm-hmm. to the fire, because they they have nothing disproving the existence of God, nothing ex- uh, disproving the existence of Jesus, uh, you know, and in reality, there are m- more historical, verified historical texts proving the existence of Jesus than there are historical verified texts proving the existence of um, Alexander the Great. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. but nobody questions the existence of, of Alexander the Great. You know, and and so uh, it just, in order for an atheist to truly believe what they believe, that that we're just happenstance and um, like they have to have more faith than I do in order Mm -hmm. to believe what they believe. And and it just blows my mind that they they can't see that and and i guess some have with conversations that i've 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 had where it's like um like dark matter and dark energy there's zero zero i want to make this clear and this is just you know me joe schmuckatelli over here but i i look it up i promise you do all the research that you want there's zero evidence proving the existence of dark matter and dark energy except for the necessity of their existence for the evolutionary theory to be correct. Yeah. Like Mm. the true evolutionary theory where God doesn't exist, big bang, blah, blah, blah. Here we are sort of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. So there's zero evidence except for the fact that they have to exist. Like, you know, they had their theory. They started, someone started to poke holes of like, okay, well, this doesn't make sense, you know, according to this evidence. And they're like, Oh, dark energy. You know, it's a thing. Mm-hmm. It exists. Mm-hmm. Uh, dark matter. Uh, so there's that. And, you know, continuing on down the line. And so now they've developed this theory of the multiverse, which that's their catch-all of like, you know, it's been their theory has been disproven, I would say, time and time and time again by empirical data and evidence uh, that they're like, well, it's the multiverse. You know what I mean? There's just like infinite amount of universes this just happens to be the universe where this happens you know what i mean i can't explain that other than well yeah what yeah which we're just living in the universe where that did happen you know Mm -hmm. so like explain i i i literally all i'm doing in my head is imagining um like the avengers (laughs) Like, <laughs> in the multiverse. Time, you're talking about the multiverse. Uh, you just like get yeah. pulled into like like because again, superheroes just yeah. Well, it, it, fantasy, me, fantasy yes. is where you're getting yes. pulled into. Yes, That's yeah, yeah. Okay, I just wanted to make sure make believe imaginary <laughs> land. <Yes>. Okay, yes. <laughs> which is like uh, again. That's like it's not it's not able to be proven. So that's that's your you have like you said you have as much faith for that as I do for mine. And yeah, so, well. And that, that's what the difference I think about? I would say between like Christianity and anything else for that matter. But Christianity hasn't been disproven. Mm-hmm. Like I have yet to have anyone be able to disprove Christianity. I, I, I just, and maybe I haven't yeah. talked to the right atheists. You know what I mean? Maybe I haven't talked to the right one. 
So if you're listening to this and you're out there and you feel as though that you, you are the right atheist, I'd love to talk to you. I really would. Yeah. I'd love to have an yeah. honest conversation and, and discussion and debate with you because I just, maybe, maybe I haven't met the right atheist, you know, but it, yeah. there, yeah. there's, there's nothing out there that, that disproves the existence of, of Jesus or God. Even I remember living, I'm going to reference our last episode, living at your sister's house uh, yes. and watching an episode, uh, or not the, I think it was just a straight up documentary. And it was, is it, is it the cosmos with, uh, Stephen Hawking? Oh yeah. There was a, yeah, a documentary yeah. was with Stephen Hawking like where yeah. the whole thing, and I didn't realize it till the very end of it, honestly, but the whole thing was his explanation as to why God doesn't exist. Yes, right. I and remember. and he doesn't really mention any of that throughout the entire thing that I remember. It's been years now, you know, freaking nine years. Um, so I, I could be wrong. Maybe he does mention it, you know, whatever, but I don't, it, to my knowledge, he doesn't mention it at all. And, and, you know, you go on this journey of, of the stars and the cosmos and what this means and what that means. And because we've got this data, it means this and blah, blah, blah. And I was captivated yeah. by it. And then in the end, he's like, Space you know, so cool. you know, go, well, it goes back to like the big bang, you know, yeah. basically backtracks all the way to the big bang. And so because time, you know, requires space, requires stuff and, you know, time takes up space sort of thing, according to his theory, um, before the big bang, there was no space and there was no time, you know, which means there's no time. So his reasoning as to why God doesn't exist is because there was no time for God to exist before uh, the Big Bang. That was what it ultimately came down to. I watched like an hour and a half or whatever it was, an hour, hour and a half of all of this explanation to whittle it down to, well, there was no time in the beginning for God to exist. And it's like, okay, you're basing everything that you just said. You're, you're like, okay, I'm going to take what your Bible says about God. And I'm going to disprove it you know, your concept of God. I'm going to disprove that by science. And it's like, okay, well, you just missed one of the biggest descriptors of God is that God is outside of time. Yeah. How many, I mean, how many times does it say? It says it in Genesis, I believe. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. But, you know, a, a, a thousand days to us is one day to God. And one day to God is a, a thousand days to us or, you know, vice versa. Yeah. And it's like, mm -hmm. God is outside of time. Oops. You lose, you know, thanks for that hour and a half. You know, I'm, I hope yeah. you put years and years and decades of your life into that hour and a half, you know, theory there, but I just disproved it in about 30 seconds. So you're welcome. It just, so this anyway. is the thing is like, there's a point where like, this is the concept of faith. Like, yes, like no. you cannot prove everything. And God even says like, my ways are above your ways. You'll never figure it out. That's yep. the end. Because like, we're idiots. I mean, yeah. And how many times, like, and, and I love science. Huge proponent of science. I love science. I love to learn. Yeah. I love the Science is the study of God's creation. Science is a form of yes. worship, in my opinion. So here's the thing, though. But, like, how many times as scientists have we been disproven that we were wrong? Like, throughout, <laughs> throughout history. It's like yeah. because we just—that's the beauty of know. science. 
Yeah. Yes. That's the beauty of science is that you constantly, you know, are like trying, actively trying to poke holes in your theory. Yes. To try to see if it actually holds up. And the thing is, yeah. is that we, we recognize that we don't know what we don't know. Yeah. And that's the part of where faith comes along. That's where and God lives. You have faith in the Big Bang or not, it's still faith. You don't have anything proving it. And when yeah. you, you try to prove things that you cannot have empirical evidence for, you're like, oh, well, this rock, based on what we think this measures, says this. But you just yeah. made all those all that up. You don't have definitive yeah. proof that you were like, and if we walk backwards in a time machine, we can prove this. Like there's, there's no evidence. So like, it's still faith and that's, that's okay. Yeah. But that we have to both agree that like, we don't have definitive proof, but we do have faith. And that's the part yeah. where I'm like, you can have faith in whatever you want, but my, you can't invalidate my faith and say, my faith is foolish. And what you say is right. And, and, able to be proven because yeah and so yeah if you're not familiar with if you're not familiar with kent hovind i highly encourage you to become familiar with kent hovind because he is um um i i don't honestly at this point it's been a while um since i had looked at his credentials but i know he's got them um you know and and he but he's a, a creationist Right. He's a, a creationist scientist. Um, and he has dedicated his life to showing atheists. Uh, yeah. Kent Hovind with a D H O V I N D. Um, and he's got some really good videos. Um, he's got some really good, uh, talks on, on it just, it, the reason why I bring him up is because he talks about like when he, when he talks to atheists, he's like, okay, so you, I believe we were created by God and you believe we came from a rock. Well, no, 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 no. I, I don't think we came from a rock and blah, 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 blah. And they, they like backpedal. And then, so then he takes their own theory and shows them why they believe they came from a rock because in the very beginning, you know, the cosmos were, it was just chaotic and, you know, all these celestial bodies crashing into each other. And uh, then, then the earth was loosely formed and, you know, you got this mass of, of earth and rock and whatever, and there was no life on it, but then you've got all these, you know, gases that, that accumulate around it and so on and so forth, which then creates precipitation and then precipitation onto these rocks and then creates this primordial soup is what they call it. I've heard ah, yes. legitimate atheist scientists describe it as primordial soup. Um, and, you know, with all these amino acids and this, that, and the other. And then from that, creates the first single celled organism, you know, so on and, and so then, forth into, into so, us. Yeah. And it's like, mm -hmm. so what rain on a rock and from the rock nutrients and from the rain, you know, nutrients and then boop single celled organism into people. Right. Mm -hmm. And th I mean, in short, that's, that's what your theory is. So you believe we came from, from a rock, rock and water. That's, that's how we were created us yeah. human beings sentient creatures aware of our own mortality. 
yeah. came from a rock. Mm-hmm. Right. So again, still faith. And that's, <laughs> that's, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Is that like if you yeah. want to believe that, then that's if you feel like that, that that's you. But don't. The biggest thing for me is just like, yeah, why am I the foolish one for believing? Yeah, well, that's they—they they like to call out all oh, the flying spaghetti monster. You know, it's a flying yeah. spaghetti monster. That you always hear that when that phrase, and it's like, part come in? I don't understand. Yeah, I I can't remember exactly where that reference comes also, from. There, there's there's something that I mean that that that's a reference to. Um, but you know, it's the flying spaghetti monster, and it's like, yeah, well, you believe we came from a rock, so. So, so here's the thing. I don't want to poke holes in uh, your guy because I do remember that he had a video that I thought was actually pretty cool of him, like kind of going back against um, atheism and, and just being like, this is why. But he, uh, he ended up going a little off his rocker, um, uh, was a tax protester and domestic violence towards his estranged wife. And then yeah, his dinosaur eventually imploded on him. So well, not the best way to go out, but I did like his video, the one that. Yeah, I but that's also not necessarily. I'll have to look into that because I know that there's a lot, a lot of discrepancies with a lot. I'm, I'm not saying that he he didn't make bad decisions. Um, I I'll have to look into that again. I because that is. What what uh, like year does it have a, a date mark on that? Um, that one. Uh, let's see here. It said that that I would have been about twenty twenty one years ago. Oh, okay. Just recently. Okay. But well, so but I'll have to again, I'll have to look into that because there was some again. stuff that like basically defamation type stuff, and yeah. none of it ended up sticking. But it was mm-hmm. still like you know, that still tarnishes reputation a little bit, but none of it ended up sticking. So whether he was guilty of it or not, but, um, but yeah, so if it's 2021, I'll have to look into that, into that. But just, just, just say again, it doesn't mean like, this is the whole thing of like, well, like talking about like, it just, if you do things wrong, obviously it doesn't mean that you've always been wrong. Like when you mess up, like the whole concept of cancel culture, you know, like, doesn't mean that every single thing that you've ever done is wrong because you've done things wrong. Like if that's true, then everyone in prison is screwed. Like, well, like Ravi like, Zacharias can't be reformed. Yes. So you like, know, like do you do, everything that he has ever done? Do you think it's all moot because you know the know. allegations that came out on yeah for that, that came out was it after he died? I. Don't remember actually. I don't either. I can't remember if it was before or after, but so yeah, I mean I don't think like I have one of his books and it's a phenomenal book. Like it's a yeah. great book. And and that's the duality of like he, that that's a great book. He's a very smart person. He did uh he had a lot of great truth. He was also really bad and did a lot of awful things. But it doesn't, it, there are two things that are side by side. Like, it doesn't mean that, like, they cancel out each other. Like, you yeah. can, but that's the same thing. It's like, I can have intelligence and do something stupid. It doesn't mean that, like, oh, you did this stupid thing. That means you're well, unintelligent. And we're all human. 
Yes. Yes. I mean, yeah. like there are definitely things that like probably should have stopped him uh, from doing those awful things. So that kind of goes back to like what was going on and was that, you know, uh, other problems, but can you, can you do good things and also do bad things? Yes, I think so. I don't think one, your bad things cancel everything good that you've ever done and that it makes everything you've done not good. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But, but I mean, it, you know, again, it, it does bring up that part. I, I, you know, I think it's an important part to recognize, like, we are all really just kind of stumbling through life, trying to stumble towards Christ um, and yeah. f- failing exponentially that whole time. And whether you fail horribly and really harm other people, again, there definitely needs to be consequences for harming others, like period. Like Christians aren't exempt from that part. In reality, they're actually should be held to much more strict standards because of the fact that they're Christians. But, um, you know, I I think it's important to recognize, like, we are going to fail. And good that we stumble upon is still good, even if we fail. It's the same concept as, like, Peter denying Christ three times. It doesn't negate and say, like, well, everything he did after that was just crap. Uh, or any good that Judas did before he betrayed him. Yeah. That's all discounted. Like, that's not true. That, you know, those, it was good, and then he betrayed. Like, those th- those are both true things. And I think that's important to recognize. But we should be holding ourselves a lot. Like, Ravi Zacharias, he knew better. And, uh, you know, again, yep. probably got it himself chewed out pretty hardcore um, when he got to heaven. Because, I mean, he, literally, Jesus said, like, it's better for you to have a millstone wrapped around your throat and thrown into the sea than to be a teacher who, who leads people astray. So it ain't going to go well for you uh, if you do that. Yeah. So, but... <laughs> We have uh, done all sorts of digression, and it was it was fun. I yeah, it was. Yeah, it. it was that little trip through Holy Week and all over the place. <laughs> like, <laughs> but it was got... all about faith. Yeah, you know, yeah. it was all about all about our faith and and in Christ. Yep, and that's a big part of who we are. And I'm excited to explore that as well uh, through our, you know, through our podcast. So again, uh, that's a big part and it's probably going to be sprinkled pretty much throughout every podcast, but uh, it'll be fun to do kind of more in-depth stuff like this as we go. So um, yeah, hope you have a good, uh, good Friday tomorrow and enjoy your You as well. I'm sure we will. So, all right, we have made it through second episode. Exciting. Who knows what the next one's going to be about? Woot woot. We're going to just have some fun. So, thanks to all that have made it through the second one. And I barely did. I know. You're getting old, man. Getting old. Yeah. Well, what can you do?
All right. Well, we're signing off. Goodbye. That's not going to be a thing. We're not no, going to do that every time. <laughs>